Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, it's now or never for the Boston Celtics. Is Jason Tatum's club superstar status in jeopardy? We'll discuss. Mike McCarthy said more running plays for Dak this season, but is that a good idea for Dallas? And which second-year quarterback would you rather have, that guy Trevor Lawrence or Kevin Wilde's favorite Mac Jones? Good morning, everyone. What's with the perfect space, Kevin Wilde? What's the... What do you mean? It's a legit a question. This guy, you're all oh, the baby goes. Look, I put he's sunglasses back. on. Him. Baby goes. Oh, he's feeling confident. Sunglasses. Been working out with Tom House, feeling more confident <laughs> than ever. You're so sad. <laughs> it's pathetic and sad, and I'm still laughing. So you won. You won. We're going to get to the NBA Finals in a bit. we got to start in the NFL, though. Got some news to pass along. What appears to be the end of the road in Cleveland for Baker Mayfield. It's looking like Carolina, guys. Latest reports say the Panthers and the Browns are working on a deal that Carolina wants to get this done fast. Get Baker in there, get him some offseason reps, learning a new offense ahead of this season. I mean, before we get to all that, I guess, Nick, we got to ask, should the Panthers trade for Baker Mayfield? Of course. This is, there, I don't think there is a person alive, even Odell Beckham Sr., that would argue that Sam Darnold is anything close to the quarterback Baker Mayfield has proven to be. He is an obvious upgrade at the most critical position in all of sports. Furthermore, while we might not consider the Panthers in something of a win-now mode, they absolutely should consider themselves in something of a win-now mode. Not only because the division outside of Tampa is totally in flux and we'll see what Tampa looks like with a quarterback that didn't want to be there maybe didn't want to play and a new head coach but because Christian McCaffrey is their best player and a running back's clock is always ticking and so it would you would not have to give up much via trade as far as draft compensation the question is is Baker Mayfield worth 18 million or do you want to wait and see if you can get him for $14 million or $13 million and get the Browns to eat a little bit of that money? That would be such a penny-wise pound foolish, as my now-past grandfather used to say. That would be There would be no reason to do that when getting him in the building gives you the best chance to succeed this year as soon as possible. So yes, of course the Panthers should trade for Baker. I was hoping Baker could go to a better spot than that. Doesn't look like that's available. So, yeah, no question about it. 
All right, there were all manner of errors in that soliloquy, Nick. All right, first of all, I'm not going to let you just get away with that. Uh, and, and the quarterback in Tampa who doesn't want to be there, let's see what they look like. They're going yeah. to look fine. They're going to look yeah. like Tom Brady teams always look, which is great. So just, I'm not letting you get away with sure. that. You thought you could slide okay. that under the radar. Nobody would pay attention. I just said he didn't I was paying be attention. Secondly, secondly, I do. Baker Mayfield has obviously shown more than Sam Darnold to date. He got a team to the playoffs. By the way, so did Mitch Trubisky and Marcus Mariota. But I'm just saying. All right. But and I do agree with you that Mayfield, I would say, is better probably than Sam Darnold. But to act like it's not even close. To act like no, I, I, Robbie Anderson's on the earth. Robbie Anderson's on the earth. He would say, say he would take Sam Darnold over Baker Mayfield. Robbie Anderson's so considering I, I, playing I, football. I, 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 after one year well, of Darnold, whatever. He's, he's like, I might he's on the earth. This you, was awful. You said nobody on earth. All right, and I'm not sure about the OBJs. I, I think an OBS, OBJ and OBS might OBS, go with Darnold the dad. too. Okay, but let me let me say this because Darnold. I'm not saying he's any good, but he hasn't had the chance that Baker's had. He hasn't had the okay. supporting cast that Baker Mayfield has had. Now, he's looked horrible. Don't get me wrong. But he hasn't had the opportunities Baker has. Let's, I'm not sure Baker would look much better down there. But to answer Jenna's question, that's it. I would trade for him under two circumstances. One, that Cleveland's going to pick up the bulk of that $18.9 million dollars. Because if I keep Darnold, I don't want to pay two quarterbacks anything close to $38 million, $35 million, and I'm not enamored with either one of them. All right, number two, and here's the interesting one. People think the holdup is, is the money, and I'm sure that's part of it. But could the holdup also be that Cleveland is waiting to see how long Deshaun Watson's suspension is, Wilds? Like, if he's out for sure, six to eight games, they probably feel like we can go with Brissett, J- Jacoby Brissett. But if he's out the whole season, are they hap- Are they satisfied with Joshua Dobbs as the backup to Brissett? So maybe if, if he's out the whole season, maybe they say, you know what? Give us Darnold. You get Baker, we'll get Darnold. Salaries are exactly the same. Oh. And then Darnold's either your backup. He's, you could be your backup. Or you give him a legit chance to – to try to beat beat out Jacoby Brissett. But I think that's something that's possible too. So yeah, ultimately make the trade, but no rush. Take your time. Nobody's knocking down the Browns door oh, there is a rush. to get to Baker Mayfield in a no, trade. There is a rush. Really? Oh, there there Why? is a huge rush. As Jenna mentioned, there's an urgency from the Panthers side, which I just find comical. It's like the Panthers or a kid in high school don't realize that their papers do like, oh, minicamp, we got Sam Darnold. Quickly, call the Browns. Wait, is Hurry Baker up. Mayfield still available? Right. Yeah, he's been available for months, <laughs> right. and you guys have been sitting on your hands. Whole time. All of a sudden, you see guys in uniforms with pads on. You're like, uh-oh, let's try to get Baker. So that whole part is laughable. So here, here's my main question and what I would do if I was Baker. Does Baker need a job? Or does Baker need a career? Now, if he needs a job, I think Baker should say, yes, the Panthers. That's a good spot for me. That is a job in the NFL. 
It's a job just like Teddy Bridgewater had the job where he went 4-11. and And then Sam Darnold needed a job. And what did Sam Darnold go? Played 11 games. He went 4-7. and No else needed a job? Cam Newton showed up, said, I'm back, kind of, went 0-5. Sort of. <laughs> so if he needs a job, sure, go to Carolina. But if you want a career, and I'm Baker, I say, you know what? Pass. Thanks, Car- thanks, but no thanks, Carolina. Not interested. I would go the Jameis Winston route. So you know what? I, I lost my starting job. In the, it was, I was a number one pick, lost my starting job. What am I going to go next? Where am I going to go? Any old team where I can start and not necessarily learn anything? Jameis said, no, I'm going to go somewhere with continuity in chemistry behind a great quarterback where I can learn something. Work next thing out. you know, dark horse MVP candidate, Broussard. So if I was Baker, yeah, I would true. look around and say, no, I'm not right. just taking the only the only team that wants me when they have a history of cycling through quarterbacks they've got a new offensive coordinator uh McAdoo is he's going to be in his first year Matt Rule's not necessarily in the hot seat but it's a little bit of a lukewarm seat it's like a seat that someone's been sitting in when you sit down on an airplane the call was oh geez was this plane just landed from Chicago someone's been sitting here for a while a little bit warm so Nick, I'd go the other way. If I was ba- sure, if you're the Panthers, you want Baker. Is it Baker's Baker, decision? Wait, I, I'm, I'm saying pass. Not interested. Okay, yeah, but that's okay. I, I with with respect to my beloved colleagues, you both gave very interesting answers to not the question. Brew answered, "Should the Browns want to <laughs> trade Baker par- partially? Because that's the Deshaun Watson well, sure, piece I, well, of I this. Yes. That's the Brown side." And Wild started answering, "Should Baker want this?" I listen. I I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but I think the question you is, the "Should the part. Panthers trade for Baker Mayfield?" And it's unequivocally, absolutely yes. Baker doesn't have a no trade clause. Baker, and by the way. Even if he did, the idea that that. Baker Mayfield would say, oh, there's a team that wants me to start. I'd rather take an apprenticeship in Buffalo or in Green Bay is is ludicrous. And it's not going to happen. And also, it's not going to happen for $18 million. Go ahead, Wild. So what happens Sorry. next no. year? I, I, so so what happens next? Let me let me look into my crystal ball. Oh, surprise, surprise. Christian McCaffrey, the opposite of football's Iron Man, gets hurt at some point yeah. this season. It's hurt and again. next thing you know, yeah. the, the Matt Rule has a tough time adjusting, and Baker's got yet another offensive coordinator. It'll be his fifth in five years, and he goes, I don't know, six and eleven. And then but the, then, and then the Panthers brass are looking around. Huh, you're, you, you I are know, right, doesn't seem like Baker's the guy. No, but, he, but he's not. It's a, but bad, it's, it's a temporary the... job. Okay. So, tell me. So where is it not? But, but Wilds, but you're – no, I'm not saying it's a great job. He doesn't have great options. But you're saying he shouldn't go there because then there will be a change next year, another offensive coordinator. Where is the place that you are advocating he go where that isn't also the case? Because you're saying go sit behind a great quarterback. Who is the, I'm just curious, we got to thread this needle if we're going to do it. Who is the great quarterback that we are certain is going to be gone in a year and that they will hand the reins over to Baker Mayfield? I don't know who that player, I don't know where that spot is. So if the worry is continuity, your thing doesn't fix it. And as far as would the Panthers be happy? Tampa? Well, Tampa, 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 Bay, hey, Tampa Bay Tampa Bay is an option. Or you go the Mitch Trubisky route. 
and he sat behind Josh Allen. All of a sudden, Mitch Trubisky's stock is going sky high well, again. For what? It, Hanging out with Josh it, Allen? Next thing you know, is. you're a good quarterback again. I think that's a Mitch better Trubisky's route. Mitch Trubisky's stock yes. is going sky right. high Wilds. again. It's better Wilds, than it was right, prior to except, sitting behind Josh Allen. Thank you, Broussard. You're right, except like Nick said, it's really not Baker's decision. If he's traded, he's going to go to Carolina. You think he's going to not accept the trade? I guess you. What's can't he going to do? But you, you're so. right because it did work Help. out for Jameis. I mean, it, it got Jameis in the we'll dark. We'll see if it MVP worked out for Jameis. We don't know if it worked <laughs> well, he out. Was a, he was in the MVP conversation for five weeks. I mean, he was. People worked were out. We all took a bite of the apple. We got to the bottom of that TV one. Uh, we'll get back to it again. Jason Tatum just walked into club superstar a few weeks ago, but is his status in the club already in jeopardy? All that, so much more. Just getting wow. started. First things first. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. NBA Finals, Game 6 tomorrow night in Boston. So which Jason Tatum are we going to get with these Celtics on the brink? He's been hit or miss in these finals. He's hitting some threes, but he's missing a bunch of twos. Not having the all-around impact that we saw on Boston's road here. So Nick, is Tatum's club superstar status on the line tomorrow night? Oh my God, no! Club superstar is many things. A fickle institution, it is not. And, and, and the man <laughs> who literally just won Eastern Conference Finals MVP, even if I objected to that, the right side of the screen was adamant he must win that award, is not getting kicked out for a series where, let me check, he is leading his team, uh, could, should be doing more. He's leading his team only in points, rebounds, assists, Made shots, made threes, and free throws. So has Jason Tatum been spectacular? No. Is Jason Tatum the newest club superstar admittee all of a sudden going to get the Anthony Davis treatment? Of course not. And Wilds, even though you have been the biggest Jason Tatum critic, Wilds to Jason Tatum is Draymond Green's mother to Draymond Green these NBA Finals. I, I can't even imagine you are kicking Jason Tatum out of Club Superstar. I'm not kicking anybody out, but I am entering Club Superstar and having a quick conversation with him. Like, hey, if you're in here, you know, we don't, we don't like wallflowers. We kind of, it's like an active place, you know? We want to have some fun. If you're standing around, if you're not doing enough, we maybe you'd be hum- 
comfy at a uh, you know wine bar down the street where it's a little bit more chill. So Broussard, in order to get Jason Tatum back on track, I have two simple suggestions, and they are not about doing more. It's actually about doing less. The first thing is going to start with his shot chart because he's hitting threes. The threes are going in, but in a weird way, the mid-range is almost non-existent and near the paint has been a tough uh, road as well. If we can show the graphic hubs, if we've got it ready. So in the paint, in the finals, he's shooting 36%. In mid-range, he's shooting 20%, but he's doing pretty good from three. More than good, he's doing excellent. Now there's a theory... Dusty was kicking it around. I, like, maybe because those threes are open, no contact, that you can just kind of heave them up and your shoulder's not affected. But once you get into the lane, it gets a little bit more rugged and you feel a little bit more tentative. But when I talk about doing less, this is the specific shot I want to focus on. This is in the fourth quarter, and granted the Celtics are down, a turnaround jump shot on Andrew Wiggins. It's not a great shot. But he did make one earlier in the game against Gary Payne the second. But look to, at Al Horford, who is closest uh, to your screen. Watch Al Horford's reaction. What are we doing? Al Horford's like, what are we doing? Uh, that, that's the shot we want? A turnaround jumper? And he puts his head on like, ah. Oh. So it's not just me. It's your own teammates who think that's a bad shot. So that's one. Stop taking turnaround jump shots, tough jump shots. Get easier shots for yourself. And number two, the turnovers. Nick just ran through a bunch of statistics Jason Tatum leads in. Also leads the league in giving souvenirs to fans, which, while a nice gesture, is actually someone else's responsibility. You don't need to start giving uh, game-used balls to the people in the front row, although I'm sure E40 appreciate it when you pass the ball three rows deep. So that be, so is his superstar status in jeopardy a little bit? If you're if you're in the, if you're in the NBA Finals and you're not playing like a superstar, yeah, it's a little bit. It's salvageable, but it's certainly in jeopardy. All right, look, I, I'm gonna try to make sense of what you said, but first of all, I don't want to hear another thing about Jason Tatum's shoulder. All right, because Steph, when Steph what Curry was laying on the floor howling in pain in game three. You guys dismissed it. And Jason Tatum grabs his shoulder like once or twice early in every game. And every, oh my gosh, his shoulder's a mess. So I don't want to hear about the shoulder. Secondly, Wilds, just own it. You are kicking him. You are trying to kick him out. You are on the verge of kicking him out. You said a little bit, kind of. If I ask my wife, are you cheating on me? And she said, a little bit, kind of. We got a problem, all right? We got a problem. So so you're kicking him out of club superstar. Own it, all right? But Nick is right, and I haven't haven't said this in a month or two. Nick is right. Congratulations, Nick. Finally got something right. All right. You you can't kick him out of club superstar, all right? There's five guys in club superstar, Wilds that have not done what Jason Tatum's done, which is lead his team to a finals. Oh, and at 24 years old. John Morant, okay, he's young. He hadn't done it. Nikola Jokic, Jokic, everybody's favorite MVP all of a sudden. He hadn't done it. Joel Embiid hadn't even gotten a team to a conference finals. All right, Dame Dalla, Damian Lillard. Hadn't been to the finals and won't be. Let's just keep it real, won't be. All right. 
There, and I'm missing one, but there's another one in there Luka. that hasn't led a team you, to the final. You forgot Luka, Luka, Luka because yeah, Luka's in your young brain, too. he's been Luka's there young because too. it's such a fait accompli, he'll beat a 10 or 11. But the, yeah, but the reality, the go ahead, sorry. He will, yeah. well, he'll, exactly. he'll beat a couple. Slovenia he'll beat a medal a few, round. A few. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. five of them wild. So Nick, Nick's point about I'm not going to punish him for going. Remember, Wilds, this is the guy that outplayed Kevin Durant in the first round, that beat Giannis and the defending champions in the second round and had a an sure. historic performance in game six, must win, and that went through Jimmy Butler and Heat culture. Okay. All right, and Nick yeah. Nick is right. He's leading he's leading the Celtics in virtually everything. No, it's not a great series, but I can live with it. He's still firmly in club superstar. Well, hold on. I want to go ahead, Wilds. I'll respond to you. Go ahead, Wilds. Just retort. Just uh, okay, Nick. If I was a diver, okay, and I was a great diver, and I got to the Olympics, and then in the gold medal round, I just did cannonballs and belly flops. Do you think it would be fair for the diving analyst to be like, he did get here. He did. You know what? Oh, but he that, did do a cannonball when we were expecting a triple sow cow. But you know what? He did get here. A lot of divers did <laughs> not get here. You know what? If he was putting quarter. up, if, if he was putting up Draymond's stat line in the finals, then maybe we would have something to talk about. But it's one, well, two very specific things he is struggling with. Two-point field goal attempts and turnovers. He has been a good rebounder. He's been an excellent passer. He has been the best three-point shooter of the series all of a sudden. Now that Steph went 0 for 9, he has been, and he's been, by the way, a really good defender. But here's why. Brew is on the board of directors for Club Superstar. Because we value consistency and we do, we get a tax break to have, you know, someone in his age bracket involved. So he's, so he's there. You, on the other hand, however, are, you, you on the other hand, Wilds, (laughs) are not on the board of directors for Club Superstar. And here's why. When we ran by you that we were opening this joint, you know what you said? I want a capacity of 25. I want it wall to wall. I want people stepping on your shoes. And now we've been open two months and you want to draw people down. So are you are you advocating if Tatum were to be kicked out, someone to replace him? Or all of a sudden is the club now down to 11 people, maybe 10? Because Chris Paul, if Jason Tatum's had a performance in the finals worthy of being ejected, Chris Paul certainly is. Are you advocating for a replacement for Tatum? It's a fair question, and this is again, this is why I'm not on the board of directors. Also, I don't want emails about a club. Uh, it's a fair point. He did outplay. He outplayed Jimmy. He outplayed Jimmy. So I can't. It's a fair point. I don't like when the segment is oh. not supposed to end like that. So you do want to take back that whole thing? It you back into a corner. Just take that back right into a corner. Forget that segment. Hey. Hey. Hold, hold on. Oh, gosh. You can't hold on. We're we're on our way out. Talk some Dak Prescott on the other side. Cowboys got some big plans for him. First things first. I told Wilds before the show. All right, let's run the no huddle. Talk some Dak Prescott now. Or should we call him dual threat Dak? 
Cowboys making it clear this offseason they want Dak to run the ball more. Said the playbooks can include more QB runs and designed movement. Remember, Dak couldn't do much last season coming off that ankle surgery. Nick, Dak running more. Good idea or bad idea for Dallas? No, it's a terrible idea. And it's a stinging yeah. indictment of the highest paid running back in football. Zeke Elliott has the number one cap hit of any running back this year. Next year is the number three cap hit of any running back. They're like, oh, they could cut him. The, the, the Zeke Elliott dead cap hit next year would be number six among all running backs. They paid Zeke Elliott to be able to carry the football, but they can't run the football. So now their wildly expensive quarterback brew, who's on essentially fully guaranteed contract, who is, after being uninjurable for the first four years of his career, it, it suffered a devastating injury like, two years ago, and last year was banged up throughout and had to miss a game. All of a sudden, we're like, let's run more quarterback runs with him. I'm not doubting Dak can be effective that way, probably more effective than Zeke. But right now, what the Cowboys are trying to tell us is, oh boy, our, our two best options running the football might be our backup running back and our quarterback. That's not a great sign when Zeke Elliott has, let me check, $18 million cap hit this year. So it's a problem. And yeah, it's not something that I would recommend, but there's a lot of things I wouldn't recommend the Cowboys do. All right, you saved yourself with the cap hit thing because I was about to jump on you about Christian McCaffrey actually being the highest paid running back in the league, and he can't stay on the field. So at least Zeke's playing, all right? But I, I, think, I don't think it's an indictment of Zeke, Nick. But Tony Pollard's going to get more carries. They're talking. They're using him in the slot as a receiver, too, this year. But at least they're talking about it and doing it now. Uh, but I think he's going to get more carries as well. That's going to be the indictment on Zeke, assuming Pollard can do what he did last year when he averaged five and a half yards a touch or a carry. Uh, as far as Dak, I think what this means, Wiles, I think this just means more rollouts, you know, which I like. You know, where obviously some of them uh, he'll run, but he'll he passes well on the move. And last year, I think they were hesitant to do a lot of that stuff because of the ankle. And this year they're going to get back yeah. to a lot of that. I, I think that's all this means. Now, if his carries go from like 48 last year to 60, yeah. I, I'm cool with that. But overall, I think yeah. this just means he's going to get on the move more and he's going to be throwing uh, while moving with his legs, not necessarily running the football uh, more. Yeah, so he had the most that he's had, I think, here is he's had 75 at 305 yards a few years ago. I mean, I guess that doesn't seem like a tremendous amount. I would still be super cautious with him. And you know me, from the old Tom Brady, Mac Jones camp, Jenna, I like the old pocket passer. Stand in that pocket. Don't take any hits. You don't need to roll out too much. Just throw. I think Dak is fine like that. I wouldn't put Dak in too much jeopardy, John. Mm. All right. Hey, guys, get this. NFL executives just came out with their rankings of the top oh, no. sophomore quarterbacks. You know, quarterbacks heading into their second year. Yeah. What to expect this season from those guys. And coming in at numero uno, Trevor Lawrence, not a huge surprise, but right behind him at number two, brace yourself, Wilds, Mac Jones. Okay, man, which quarterback would you rather have this season, Trevor or Mac? I'll take Mac Jones, Jenna. 
the pro bowler with playoff experience. Okay. But oh I'm not God. going to take the bait, as Mangini once said. You don't need to put out another person's candle to make your own, yours brighter. This he could be just that. a Lamborghini or Ferrari conversation. They both can be great. Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, both from the same draft class, both great in their own ways. You don't have to pit them against each other. But if we have to, for the sake of the segment, since Nick was a real stickler that we didn't answer the question perfectly in the A block, I'll play along. I'll take Mac Jones because he's more accurate, his arm strength improved, he's got better leadership, and I'm a little bit more optimistic about the weapons that he's got coming. Not great! That's, that's the one I'm on the most shaky ground about, but I think another year with these guys, and we've got Devontae Parker in there, I feel okay. Maybe Trey Nixon? Nick, I don't oh, know if Devontae you Parker. how much time you spent on, on Nesson. But, oh, we are big on Trey Nixon. So, yes, I think we have improved okay. arm strength. The accuracy is, of course, second best for a rookie of all time behind Dak Prescott. So I'm still going with Mac Jones, but Trevor can be good, too. Okay. We both can be good. All right. You said you didn't want to blow out someone's candle to make yours brighter. I do. Did you use yeah. a car analogy okay. there? Because I think the correct car analogy is yeah. you had you have a brand new Lamborghini Diablo. Unfortunately, last year oh, it was driven nice by a third grader. So it looked like it got a little banged up. It looked like it had some issues, but it was really the driver. And then you have an 02 Toyota Corolla driven by your father, Wilds. He's going 35 and a 45, signaling 400 yards before a thing. It's like, oh, safe and steady. But once, once in a fair competition on the open road, there is no question. And Brew, I am, I am going to commission the first things first council to make an addendum to the bylaws. And it has to do with, I dealt with for years, hearing Wilds call Julian Edelman future Hall of Famer, and I bit my tongue and dealt with it. But the Pro Bowler Mac Jones thing, okay? I just want to remind the audience how this happened. I just, okay, I just want to remind the audience how it happened. They name three quarterbacks to the Pro Bowl. He was not one of them. They then named an alternate. He was not the alternate. They then named a second alternate. He was not the second alternate. They then named a third alternate. So just for a little context there, but did he, he was go to the sixth Pro Bowl in line. Did I make a mistake? No, 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 no. Did I make a mistake on air? Just let me embarrass if I did. No, you didn't make a mistake. I'm just asking <laughs> okay, the audience the if they think he was okay. sixth in line for the Pro Bowl. Okay, that is just so you know a little context there. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, is currently sixth in line for the presidency. I don't think people are like, oh, you know, I, I, I think she's, I think she's got White House written all over her. Because there was a because there was an insane confluence of injuries and an AFC championship matchup. And by the way, that's just the AFC this. side of it. If we had the NFC quarterbacks, we'd have to go down to continue the analogy. Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh, who's 11th in line, which is where Mac Jones actually was. So I'm sick of it. We can't call him Pro Bowler Mac Jones. It's intellectually dishonest, bro. It's intellectually dishonest. All right, look. Boom. Nick. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I hated hearing Wild say Hall of Famer Julian Edelman. It's just, yeah. you know, I'm all about facts over feelings, so that really stuck in my craw. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it at all. I, so we're done like with that, Wilds, right? We're done with that. But, Nick, I got, look, I got to admit, 
He was a pro bowler. Okay? It, it, Wilds is not wrong in calling <laughs> Mac Jones a pro bowler. Now, now, Wilds, you know I, I like Mac a lot better than Nick does. All right? I'm not where you are. I, I, you know, I think you go a little overboard. Your goat thing is cute. You went a little far with the glasses this morning, but he's, you know, it's cute. It's a nice little shtick. All right. But if we really are looking at who would I rather have at quarterback this year, I got to go with Trevor Lawrence. I know Matt was better last year. All the numbers were better and everything. But look, look at the situation. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, it was, we know Urban Meyer, it was a mess down there. It was a mess. All right, he was in a bad situation, but he's got the stronger arm. He's more mobile. He's got the higher upside. Mac is going to be good. Mac is solid. But it, I don't think either team is making the playoffs this year. All right, so if that's the case, then I'm looking at my quarterback and saying, which one is my guy in the future can lead us to be an elite squad by himself? And I think that'll be Trevor Lawrence. So. As much Can as I, I like your boy Matt Wilds, I got to go with Trevor on this. I, I have an honest question for Wilds. You know, a, a serious question. I just have a serious question for you. And I mean, it's not a trick question, I promise. Because I'm trying to truly figure out if this is true Patriots loyalty or if it's Mac Jones or if you actually love Mac Jones. Honest, or if you just trust the Patriots so much. If the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are run by Trent Baalke, so I don't put anything past them. They're, they have terrible decision makers. If they called New England and said, Trevor for Matt, straight up, and the Patriots then, because they're also evidently terrible decision makers, called you and said, Wilds, make the call. Are you <laughs> saying you, you would say no to that? Or are you simply saying because of the it. Patriots infrastructure, it. you like Mac more? Like, but if they offered a Trevor for Mac trade, careful, would Wilds. you do it as the Patriots? No, I would not. I think Great Mac question. Jones was specifically drafted out of the Saban system to the Belichick system, and he is specifically unique and perfect for the Patriots. I am not trading for Trevor Lawrence, who was last time I saw him on a national stage was in Sports Illustrated saying, ah, I don't need football. I'm okay. I like other stuff, too. Oh, my God. I love the question, Nick. All right. That was great. Good question. All right, we got to get, yeah, we got to get back to the finals. You think the Celtics can still win this thing? We got Antoine Walker with us on the other side, first and foremost. Tonight on FS1, two of the NL's best going head-to-head. Mets, Brewers, coverage begins tonight, 6 Eastern, only on FS1. All right, time for stories to start your morning. Brought to you by Midas for tires, brakes, oil, repairs. Make your appointment at Midas.com today. The Larry O'Brien Trophy will be in the building tomorrow night in Boston. Warriors up 3-2 with a chance to close it out. Steph would love a bounce-back game after what he did in Game 5. Jason Tatum would love to extend this to a Game 7. Nick, who's under more pressure to deliver a big game six, Curry or Tatum? Mm. Oh, I think it's Steph for a number of reasons. Wow. One is because more is expected of Steph. Steph is an all-time great player, and so more is expected of him. And by the way, and this is not hating, this is just an objective reading of history, of all the true Pantheon guys, 
take the top 12, 15 guys in league history, the only guy in the modern era, the last 50 some years, who have, has had as many truly bad finals games as Steph is the late great Kobe Bryant. And in Kobe's defense, the majority of Kobe's were that first, he had a handful of that first finals when he was a kid, and then the 04 finals were bad for him. Brew, you, I, you look quizzical, but you go through the box score. Steph has had what you could call six truly bad finals games. There's nobody else in the modern era that has that unless you want to ding, you could argue maybe ding Kareem when he's in year 20 in the finals if we want to add those up. But talking about guys throughout the prime of their career. So that's the first reason pressure's on Steph. The other reason I would argue the pressure's on Steph Brew is not just he just had a bad game. But if he has a mediocre game today and or tomorrow and they lose, that game seven pressure is going to be, I don't want to say unlike anything he's ever faced, but when he's faced it, he hasn't been amazing. Game six against Toronto, not great. Six for 17, 21 points. And if you remember, missed the shot that could have won him the game. Game seven against Cleveland, Six for 19 in the game. He called it the worst game of his career. Now, he was outstanding down 3-1 to the Thunder in those three Western Conference Finals games. But they haven't faced a lot of adversity, Brew, in the finals. And part of a large part of that's due to Steph's brilliance. But when they have, he hasn't <coughs> delivered his best moments. So I think there's pressure on him just to avoid the Game 7 and because of the legacy stuff, and because he was bad in Game 5 for all those reasons, I think there's a lot more pressure on Steph. Well, look, I, I'm going to check on your your you know, your know statement about yeah. all these Pantheon legends not having six bad finals games. First of all, some of them haven't played in as many as Steph. He's played in, what, well, of over 30 now. Um, so yeah. I know, you know Isaiah Thomas had a couple 10-point finals games. Um, you know, Magic had a 10 turnover finals game. Bird had a couple eight point finals games. So I, I Magic and Bird both out. have three. But just three? But go ahead. Just yeah, three each. bad finals yep. games? That's it? Yeah. All right, I'll, yeah. Ha I'll have to yeah. look that up. But but anyway, look it up. I here. think the pressure to answer Jenna's question is on more on Jason Tatum. Simply because of this reason. His back's against the wall. Like, if Steph doesn't play well and they lose tonight, they got another game. They live another day. I get it. Game seven will be tough. Anything can happen. But they still live to see another day. If Jason Tatum doesn't deliver and they lose, it's over. It's done. And we'll never hear the end of it from Wilds. All right? So, Jason Tatum has the most pressure because he's facing elimination. And here's the other reason, Nick. Jason Tatum, I think, has to be great tonight for the Celtics to win. Because for the Celtics, yeah. this has become their stars need to get it done. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have to carry them. Because the role players have, have disappeared. Marcus Smart's playing okay. But the role players have disappeared. Look at this over the last few games. So Al Horford, after scoring 26 in game one and looking tremendous, He's got 30 points in the last four games. All right? Derek White is shooting 28% from the floor in the last three. 
Grant Williams has averaged three points a game in the last two, and Peyton Pritchard 0 for 5, one point in the last two games. So the, the other guys, this team that was getting contributions from everywhere to win throughout the postseason, even as Tatum and Brown led them, now it's about Tatum and Brown. Those who have to step up and mainly Tatum because he is their superstar wilds. As far as Steph, Clay's averaging 21 over the last three. Wiggins is giving you 20 a game over the last three. Steph's still way up there in the high 20s over the last three. And then Jordan Poole's found his groove. So Steph mate, doesn't have to be as great for them to win as, Pay- as Tatum does. And there's no uncertainty about who Steph is. Steph's legacy is written in ink. Right. And as we've been talking about on this show, Jason Tatum's legacy, uh, pencil, maybe an erasable pen. He's but too like, young is to he have a superstar? Legacy. Yes. I'm like, well, I could see erasing that, bring him down to a star. I think it's going to be the Celtics as a whole, the coaching staff and the players, should sit Jason Tatum down or just stand around in a nice circle. And be like, Jason Tatum, you carry us this game. You do it. And I think that will relieve pressure. I think it's like, okay, I'm the guy. Because, Nick, I think there's an uns- the, uh, uncertainty can breed pressure. Uh, should I take it? Should I defer? Uh, should, should, I get, should I pass the ball now? Should I really take this shot? I think the Celtics need to come up and say, Tatum, lead us to victory, and that will alleviate some pressure that I think will be on Tatum. I think the uncertainty of like, well, should I be the guy? Should Jalen be the guy? Man, Al Horford led the team in scoring one time. Let's get Marcus involved. Oh, there's Derek White sitting out there on the perimeter. I'll, I'll get him a shot. Grant's just on the... No, man. Be the star. Be the leader. And I think but, that will like that will alle- alleviate any pressure where he knows like, all right, they're going to live and die with me. That feels okay. It's a, it's a singular focus. But I don't focus. think... In a game six at home, I don't think they are going to live and die with Tatum. I, 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 listen, Wilds, you've been arguing Tatum hasn't had a great game yet this series. But they've won twice. The first game is three for 17, and they won, and that was on the road. So, like, I think that it is far less likely for the Warriors to be able to survive a bad Steph game. But let's just, you guys are talking about legacies and Steph's legacy. Let, let's paint this picture for a moment. Let's say the Warriors win. Okay, the Warriors win and Steph duplicates uh, instead of 0 for 9 for 3, call it 1 for 9 from 3. He doesn't have another 0 for from 3, but has the same type of game he had in game five. And Wiggins has a big game, whatever it is. I still think Steph will run away with finals MVP. But Brew, Wilds just said Steph's legacy is written in pen. If they were to win tomorrow and Steph has 17 points on, you know, 7 of 23 shooting. Isn't part of what's written in pen that was seemingly oddly never at his best in the finals? Of course, there's this game to grab and that game to grab. But as far as a start to finish, outstanding finals, if he has a second bad game, even if they win, isn't that part of it? I think that's part of now I give Steph credit. He's like, I don't, in wins or losses, he's like, I don't rank my performances. I'm just glad we won. He kind of had the same, uh, you know, attitude after game four and game five, even though his performances were so different because they won them both. But don't you think that's a reality that even if they win, if he's bad, that is part of the story? 
to some people uh, that I would call haters, I'm going to say to you, Nick, what I've often said to Skip Bayless, like you're holding Steph to a LeBron James standard. He's not LeBron James. LeBron plays has played pretty much played well in every finals game. You know, most of them. And Steph's not LeBron, as great as he is. And I said it to Skip when he holds LeBron to a Michael Jordan standard. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Jordan never lost in the finals. So Skip holds him to this absolute perfect standard. No. And so Steph, the legacy, if they win the 90 at 17 points, heck, I'll take 17 points. That's actually really good. Not for Steph, but it's not a bad game. All right, and they win the legacy is four championships, period. You know, and he played, he averaged, he still will have averaged what? There's layers. 28 for the series? For us to say he hasn't been good in the finals is ludicrous. He's averaging 26, 27 points a game in the finals. That's 10th all time. It's more than Kobe, more than Kareem, more than Larry Bird. I mean, Dwayne Wade, like, this this Dang. narrative that he's not good in the finals is ridiculous. And I get I it. Some people will push that. You are right. You are right, Nick. But four championships, 27 points a game in your finals career, I'm not killing him for that. we got another day to discuss. Game six tomorrow night. Undisputed right now.